Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. We are continuing on with our reading of The Game of Life and How to Play It. We are on Chapter 4, The Law of Non-Resistance. Resist not evil, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Nothing on earth can resist an absolutely non-resistant person. The Chinese say that water is the most powerful element because it is perfectly non-resistant. It can wear away a rock and sweep all before it. Jesus said, resist not evil, for he knew in reality there is no evil, therefore nothing to resist. Evil has come of man's vain imagination or a belief in two powers, good and evil. There is an old legend that Adam and Eve ate of Maya, the tree of illusion, and saw two powers instead of one power, God. Therefore, evil is a false law man has made for himself through psychoma or sleep. Soul sleep means that man's soul has been hypnotized by the race belief of sin, sickness, and death, etc., which is carnal or mortal thought, and and his affairs have outpictured his illusions. We have read in a preceding chapter that man's soul is his subconscious mind, and whatever he feels deeply good or bad is outpictured by that faithful servant. His body and affairs show forth what he has been picturing. The sick man has pictured sickness. The poor man, poverty. The rich man, wealth. People often say, why does a little child attract illness when it is too young to even know what it means? I answered that children are sensitive and receptive to the thoughts of others about them and often outpicture the fears of their parents. I heard a metaphysician once say, if you do not, I'm sorry, I heard a metaphysician once say, if you do not run your subconscious mind yourself, someone else will run it for you. Mothers often unconsciously attract illness and disaster to their children by continually holding them in thoughts of fear and watching for symptoms. For example, a friend asked the woman if her little girl had the measles. She replied promptly, not yet. This implied that she was expecting the illness and therefore preparing the way for what she did not want for herself and child. However, the man who is centered and established in right thinking, the man who sends out only goodwill to his fellow man and who is without fear cannot be touched or influenced by the negative thoughts of others. In fact, he could then receive only good thoughts as he himself sends forth only good thoughts. Resistance is hell for for it places man in a state of torment. A metaphysician once gave me a wonderful recipe recipe for taking every trick in the game of life. It is the acme of non-resistance. He gave it in this way. At one time in my life, I baptized children, and of course, they had many names. Now, I no longer baptize children, but I baptize events. 
but I give every event the same name. If I have a failure, I baptize its success in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In this, we see the great law of transmutation founded on non-resistance. Through his spoken word, every failure was transmuted into success. For example, a woman who required money and who knew the spiritual law of opulence was thrown continually in a business way with a man who made her feel very poor. He talked lack and limitation and she commenced to catch his poverty thoughts, so she disliked him and blamed him for her failure. She knew in order to demonstrate her supply, she must first feel that she had received. A feeling of opulence must precede its manifest manifestation. Again, we go back to what we read in The Secret, feeling the feeling of the wish fulfilled. All of this is all connected. Even though they're not telling the same story, they're all connecting through the fact that the law of assumption, we are assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled. It dawned upon her one day that she was resisting the situation and seeing two powers instead of one. So she blessed the man and baptized the situation's success. She affirmed, as there is only one power, God, this man is here for my good and my prosperity. Just what he did not seem to be there for. Soon after she met... Soon after that, she met through this man, a woman who gave her for a service rendered several thousand dollars, and the man moved to a distant city and faded harmoniously from her life. Make the statement, every man is a golden link in the chain of my good. For all men are God in manifestation, awaiting the opportunity given by man himself to serve the divine plan of his life. Bless your enemy and you rob him of his ammunition. His arrows will be transmuted into blessings. The law, this law is true of nations as well as individuals. Bless a nation, send love and goodwill to every inhabitant, and it is robbed of its power to harm. Man can only get the right idea of non-resistance through spiritual understanding. My students have often said, I don't want to be a doormat. I replied, then when you use non-resistance with wisdom, no one will ever be able to walk over you. Another example, one day I was impatiently waiting, awaiting an important telephone call. I resisted every call that came in and made no outgoing calls myself, reasoning that it might interfere with the one I was awaiting. Instead of saying, divine ideas never conflict, conflict, the call will come at the right time, leaving it to infinite intelligence to arrange, I commenced to manage things myself. I made the battle mine, not God's, and remained tense and anxious. The bell did not ring for about an hour, and I, and I glanced at the phone and found the receiver had been off that length of time, and the phone was disconnected. My anxiety, fear, and belief in interference had brought on a total eclipse of the telephone. Realizing what I had done, I commenced blessing the situation at once. I I baptized its success and affirmed, I cannot lose any call that belongs to me by divine right. I am under grace, not under law. A friend rushed out to the nearest telephone to notify the company to reconnect. She entered a crowded grocery, but the proprietor left his customers and attended to the call himself. 
My phone was connected at once, and two minutes later, I received a very important phone call, and about an hour afterward, the one I had been waiting. So long as man's resist, so long as man resists a situation, he will have it with him. If he runs from it, it will run after him. For example, I repeated this to a woman one day, and she replied, "How true that is." I was unhappy at home. I disliked my mother, who was critical and domineering, so I ran away and was married. But I married my mother, for my husband was exactly like my mother, and I had the same situation to face again. Agree with thine adversary quickly. That means agree that the adverse situation is good. Be undisturbed by it, and it falls away of its own weight. None of these things move me. Is a wonderful affirmation. Then, inharmonious situation came from some inharmony within man himself. When there is in him no emotional response to an inharmonious situation, it fades away forever from his pathway. So we see man's work is ever with himself. People have said to me, "Give treatments to change my husband or my brother." I replied, "No, I will give treatments to change you." When you change, your husband and your brother will change. One of my students was in the habit of lying. I told her it was a failure method, and if she lied, she would be lied to. She replied, "I don't care. I can't possibly get along without lying." <laughs> One day, she was speaking on the phone to a man with whom she was very much in love. She turned to me and said, "I don't trust him. I know he's lying to me." I replied, "Well, you lie yourself, so someone has to lie to you, and you will be sure it will be just the person you want the truth from." So, sometime after that, I saw her, and she said, "I'm cured of lying." I questioned, "What cured you?" She replied, "I have been living with a woman who lied worse than I did. One is often cured by his fault of his faults by seeing them in others. Life is a mirror, and we find ourselves." reflected in our so associates living in the past is a failure method and a violation of spiritual law that's the living in the past is a failure method and a violation of spiritual law okay jesus christ said behold now is the accepted time now is the day of salvation lot's wife looked back and was turned into a pillar of salt The robbers of time are the past and the future. Man should bless the past and forget it if it keeps him in bondage and bless the future, knowing it has in store for him an endless joys, but live fully in the now. And that just goes back to what I've said in the past. I personally don't believe in the future just because the future never comes is always the present. The past is done away with. And if it's today that I'm reading this is August 30th, technically the future Labor Day next Monday is the future. But when we get to Labor Day, what will Labor Day be? It'll be the present. So that's why I say I don't believe in a future as far as it being a time and a place whenever we get there it is the present which is why you should always live for the present because if you're living for some future circumstance or date you're always going to be living for that 
So always try to to live for the present, manifest for the present, affirm in present tense, not in future tense, not in past tense. We want to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled today, not fulfilled in a in a in a future that will only be the present when we reach it. So that's all I had to say on that. Let's see, where am I? Man should bless the past and forget it if it keeps him in bondage and bless the future, knowing it has in store for him endless joys, but live fully in the now. For example, a woman came to me complaining that she had no money with which to buy Christmas gifts. She said, last year was so different. I had plenty of money and gave lovely presents, and this year I have scarcely a cent. I replied, you will never demonstrate money while you are pathetic and live and live in the past. Wow. Live fully in the now and get ready to give Christmas presents. Dig your ditches and the money will come. She exclaimed, I know what to do. I will buy some tinsel, twine, Christmas seals, and wrapping paper. I replied, do that and the presents will come and stick themselves to the Christmas seals. This too was showing financial fairness and faith in God. As the reasoning mind said, keep every cent you have as you are not sure when you will get more. She bought the seals, paper, and twine, and a few days before Christmas received a gift of several hundred dollars. Buying the seals and twine had impressed the subconscious with expectancy and opened the way for the manifestation of the money. She purchased all the presents in plenty of time. Uh, Man must live suspended in the moment. Look well, therefore, to this day. Such is the salutation of the dawn. He must be spiritually alert and ever awaiting his leads, taking advantage of every opportunity. One day I said continually, silently, Infinite Spirit, don't let me miss a trick. And something very important was told to me that evening. It is most necessary to begin the day with right words. Make an affirmation immediately upon waking. For example, thy will be done this day. Today is a day of completion. I give thanks for this perfect day. Miracles shall follow. Miracle and wonders shall never cease. Make this a habit and one will see wonders and miracles come into his life. One morning I picked up a book and read, look with wonder at that which is before you. It seemed to be my message for the day, so I repeated again and again. Look with wonder at what at that which is before you. At about noon, a large sum of money was given me, which I had been desiring for a purpose. In the following chapter, I will give affirmations that I have found most effective. However, one should never use an affirmation unless it is absolutely satisfying and convincing to his own consciousness, and often an affirmative is exchanged to suit different people. For example, the following has been thought has been brought success to many, has brought success to many. I have a wonderful work in a wonderful way. I give wonderful service for a wonderful pay. I gave the first two lines to one of my students, and she added the last two. It made a most powerful statement, as there should always be perfect payment for every perfect service, and a rhyme sinks easily into the subconscious. She went about singing it aloud, and soon did receive wonderful work in a wonderful way and gave wonderful service for wonderful pay. 
another student, a businessman, took it and changed the words work to business. He repeated, I have a wonderful business in a wonderful way, and I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. That afternoon, he made a $41,000 deal, though there had been no activity in his fares for for months. Every affirmation must be carefully worded and completely cover the ground. For example, I knew a woman who was in a great need and made and made a demand for work. She received a great deal of work, but was never paid anything. She now adds, she now knows to add wonderful service for, for wonderful pay. So she was, she was um, manifesting the work, just not the pay. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It is man's divine right to have plenty, more than enough. His barns should be full and his cup should flow over. This is God's idea for man. And when man breaks down the barriers of lack in his own consciousness, the golden age will be his and every righteous desire of his heart fulfilled. So that is the end of chapter four. So when she was talking about um, affirmations, there is an affirmation that I have right now. And I'm actually using it to um, do the 369 method. And while it is not, um, I guess the affirmation really isn't specific to, it's not specific to um, anything tangible, really. Um, But I believe that in order to reprogram my mind, I have to believe um, and what it is I'm trying to accomplish. And in order to do that, I have to keep the affirmation ever before me. So I thought using it in the 369 method would be perfect in that, you know, with the 369 method, you keep it before you uh, morning, noon, and night. And, you know, with the version of the 369 method that I do, I also add in the 17 second, um, um, technique. So <clears throat> I do 17 seconds before, then write out the 369, then 17 seconds after. So this is how I do my 369 method. And the affirmation that I am using is I can absolutely have everything that I want. And then I add on there because I always believe that gratitude, again, is a huge catalyst. So I am I say I can absolutely have anything that I want and I am so grateful. So this is what I write in my 369 method this week. Um this is what I repeat in, during the 17 second technique before and after I write. And then I also do affirmations at the end as well. Why can I absolutely have anything that I want? How can I absolutely have anything that I want? Isn't it crazy that I can absolutely have anything that I want? It is insanely wonderful that I can absolutely have anything that I want. So this is what I'm literally saying all day, all day. So and the purpose that I'm using this for is to ingrain it in my mind and start changing my belief to know that I can absolutely have anything that I want so that I can turn around and attach what it is that I want to this affirmation. And that would be um, to be completely healthy, to lose weight, um, to get 
the, the sales that I want from my website. These are the things that I am attaching to the affirmation once it is ingrained and it is it is a belief in, in you know in my soul. So I just wanted you guys to see that. Um, first of all, my affirmation game has elevated. Yes, it has. <laughs> and I just wanted you to see um, how I'm using not just the affirmations, but how I'm turning them into affirmations all at the same time. Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed um, this reading of the game of life and how to play it and my little uh, snippets in between. We will um, do chapter five sometime this week. It is called the law of karma and the law of forgiveness. So maybe tomorrow, but possibly Wednesday, it'll be uploaded. Um, Don't forget to count your blessings today. I promise you, your life will change the moment you add the daily practice of gratitude into your life. Have an amazing day. I wish you all well. I wish you all prosperity. And I wish you all peace. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.